Hi, and welcome to episode number 208 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping online entrepreneurs and business owners learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I'm fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create connection build community, and make your difference in the world. This podcast is brought to you by Sendable, which is the all-in-one social media management tool that my agency uses every day to schedule posts and analyze our clients' results. You can try them out for yourself today by going to onlinedrea.com slash Sendable. Now, I'm super excited to dive into today's conversation with Will Perry. We're going to talk all about TikTok and TikTok ads. Y'all know I'm like freaking out about TikTok. I'm obsessed. I love it. Uh, But before I bring uh, Will on the show, just a reminder that we also have a free course for those of you getting started in your social media journey. Check it out. Learn how to build a social media strategy that works for you. And it's one that you can apply to TikTok as well. You can find that free course at onlinedrea.com slash free. We like to think of it as our Costco sample version of what's in our programming. So give it a little taste. (laughs) All right. So today we have Will Perry on the show. Will is the CEO and CMO of Reason Agency, which is an e-commerce growth consultancy. He is dedicated to accelerating growth for e-commerce businesses through 13 years of experience and Reason's unique and unequaled optimization strategies. With that, Will, welcome to the show. Yeah, glad to be here with you. I'm super excited to dive in. Just talking agency to agency even is really exciting for me. For sure. Uh, but let's, let's start at the beginning. What, why uh, e-commerce and why did you start your agency? I mean, it probably really stems from the roots of you know, having a sales background. And I just love selling things. Like I have a passion for selling online and Getting into e-com probably about seven years ago specifically was really about this merger of my digital marketing background and my sales background. And it was the perfect place for me with regards to my personal skills. Um, So as you know, our world changes constantly. So the constant problem solving um, is something that always keeps me on my toes. And sometimes it's a challenge, but for the most part, I really enjoy it. So why TikTok then from from there? Because I know it's relatively new for a lot of us as agency owners. When like what sparked your interest in that platform? I mean, if anybody remembers May 25th, 2021, uh, anybody who knows that date knows what I'm talking about. So iOS, right? So the iOS drop on Facebook, I was pretty, I wouldn't go as far to say fearful, but like I was... Fortunately, we've already been testing other channels for years, right? So like we had been testing TikTok for a couple of years before, like about a year, year and a half or so before Snapchat ads and all these things. And as an agency owner and in e-com, so much of the world is reliant on Facebook, right? And so when all this iOS stuff started happening, we were really needing or we were really seeing the need to even pivot how we adjusted our strategies in order to be able to help e-com brands. And so that's when we, you know, probably going back about seven, eight or nine months ago, or even more, we really started taking it significantly more seriously. And, um, you know, even like of recent, even in the last few weeks, like Facebook is experiencing some challenges on the ad side, even again right now. And so it's, it's a testament to the fact of like those who try to be prepared or to be proactive or think ahead, you know, we're sure as heck glad that we are because we're working with, you know, several eight figure brands running their TikTok, 
you know, ads and things like that. And, you know, we never would have been in that position had we not diversified our own strategies, you know? So, I mean, the big thing is with TikTok right now, like the competition is so minimal and I'll sort of like leave that as like the nugget that we can start to build off of. But that's really the competitive advantage that a lot of brands can have right now advertising on the platform. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask is, you know, what is the difference that you're seeing between Facebook and TikTok ads? And is the biggest difference just the competition right now? Uh, A couple things. So right out of the gate, competition for sure. So if we think e-com or any other sort of like major service provider, whether you're running, you know, whether you have a solar business and you need to get leads to get solar or we're running creatives for like even a like an insurance offer, you know, right now, or like grants and things like that. But nonetheless, like there's so, if if even think ad agencies, right? So like the amount of digital marketing agencies that are running ads on Facebook to get clients versus the amount of agencies who are running ads on Facebook to get clients through TikTok, I mean, night and day difference, right? So there's just that competition for real estate. Um, and attention. The second thing, which is really down to us, you know, marketing nerds here is, is the CPM and the CPMs are so much less expensive on TikTok. And for anyone who's out there, any of your listeners or anything like that, all of the major ad platforms charge on CPM. So basically cost per impression. And so that cost per impression is much less on TikTok, almost three to four, even five times less than certain target audiences than what we're even seeing on Facebook right now. So it's just an early indicator of the opportunity for ROI, like Facebook was in 2015, you know, kind of thing. And I think that's two of the biggest pieces right out of the gate for sure. Okay. So when we think about the lower CPM cost, I'm wondering how that's translating into return on ad spend. So are we also seeing people take action on TikTok? Because it doesn't really seem like an action-taking platform. When you think about Facebook, people are used to like clicking around. TikTok is more like scrolling and consuming. So are we seeing the same results on that end as well? Yeah. I mean, it is great question because the the level of intent from conversion is absolutely different. So I don't want to, you know, try to fool anybody on that. Like Facebook has become such a high intent platform um, where, you know, conversion rates are pretty significantly high, right? Depending on the industry, of course. Um, there's no doubt that the conversion rate from TikTok is a little bit lower. However, like where we've really seen success is with e-com products or even higher ticket like if you sell an online course, for example, using doing your lead gen through TikTok, where you can get leads less expensively than what you can on Facebook, when you have when you're selling a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dollar course, like those numbers can back out way more for you there. Um, absolutely, people are buying you know through TikTok ads though. Like uh, we have a blueprint that we share with a lot of brands and following best practices that we've developed and. Um, that we've garnered from the industry and things like that as well. And, you know, we're definitely seeing, you know, sales that we're driving through um, on TikTok. And, you know, we've even got like a, a brand that we just launched the other day that's sort of a women's personal care brand where we're already getting 4X, you know, ROI. And years ago, when brands would come to me and they're like, I need a 3X or a 5X return on ad spend, I'm like, time out. Like, that's not even that possible anymore. 
Yeah. Um, but that's why I'm so hyped on TikTok because this is the most nerdy I'll try to be because I don't want to like blow no, it. Bring over on the nerdiness. People. I'm here for it. Okay, sweet. <laughs> so like return on ad spend is calculated by four data points, CPM, CPC, conversion rate, and average order value. And so if we can overcome that first obstacle to return on ad spend right out of the gate, which is CPM, we have such a better opportunity as advertisers to get an ROI from our ads. And mm-hmm. so that is, that's one of the biggest you know pieces here is that like, if you can crack the code on TikTok, because the CPMs are lower while the going is good, you can get after it a little bit right now, you know, and yeah. then eventually a bunch of advertisers will flood it and we'll move on to the next one. I know as marketers, we tend to ruin things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Sure. But I, but what I love about TikTok is that there's this built in discovery piece mm-hmm. that I think translates really well into ads and ad creative. So I'm curious about how you're working with your clients on the creative side of these yeah. ads. Cause you almost have to know the TikTok culture to have ads that fit in with the rest of totally. what's happening on TikTok. Yeah, one of the one of the things that would be really important, you know, for, you know, the community here and and for listeners like if you're wanting to test out TikToks, like absolutely follow the trends, right? So like that's kind of what you were alluding to there is is you have to have trending music, sort of trending editing styles, trending hashtags. Um it, we all know the robot voiceover, you know, one where like we've all heard it we want to, you want to be following these sort of compelling trends because if anything right now, as an advertiser, we're seeing really TikTok set the tone, if you will, or the next wave of like advertising where we're using that model on Facebook really in a lot of ways or in Instagram in a lot of ways where we're literally creating TikToks or TikTok ads for Facebook because to your point, TikToks are so much more engaging And so when you really sort of understand how to work with creators, which is the next part to answer your question, how to work with creators to to develop engaging content first instead of ads, then you will have success on TikTok. And also you will have more success on Facebook or Instagram as well, where this is where like brands and advertisers really ruin Facebook ads is that when we started putting too much branded content in front of people, people stopped paying attention. But if you focus on being very native or natural with your content, you know, giving value or capturing attention, you know, natively, you will have success uh, still on paid social, whether it's Facebook or TikTok. Yes. Didn't mean to go on too much of a rant there, but hopefully that helps. I'm I'm loving this because I think it really takes us back to the core of marketing. And I, yeah. I do find that we, we got really comfortable with Facebook ads and there is like a formula to it. And people are starting to tune it out just like they fast forward through commercials. Right. Yep. Um, and so we're we're coming back to this idea of creating content that's creative first and just using ads as a way to amplify it and get it in front of more people, um, which I think is such a beautiful thing to see as a marketer because I don't want to see an ad that looks like an ad. I don't yep. want to watch a commercial. right? Yeah, exactly. I want to see some interesting content. So I love that. Um, to piggyback off of that, I'm curious about the the kind of CTA or the call to action in the content yep. itself. Um, 
what are you finding the most successful? You know, on Facebook, for instance, I'm very familiar with running ads to, you know, for audience views or for a larger audience and then retargeting that based on those views to yep. have them opt into an offer. Is the process the same on TikTok or what, what differs? Yeah, just straight sale, really. So it's really straight sale funnels where, you know, um, I think we've all probably seen like, the general concept of the unboxing video, right? So somebody receives this shipment in the mail, they've got this skincare set and they're like, oh, this is how the three-step skincare set works, da-da-da. And then it's like, hey, get 30% off at my secret link here in the ad. And then it goes direct to a sales page or a product page or something like that. At least on the e-com side, that's how we're running it. Uh, just straight, that's what we would call just straight sale. Um, on the lead generation side, you know, if it's more like a service agency type of business or, you know, something where you're running lead gen, you would then, you know, for sure run that to an opt-in page. But yeah, you're basically on TikTok, you are running ads for conversion just straight away to get the purchase and running that ad or directing that, that ad or that link directly to a sales page in order to essentially acquire the sale. Um, so pretty simple funnel structure from that side of things. So hopefully that helps answer your question. Yeah, it does. And I like how simple it is. I do find that, you know, with, with Facebook ads kind of dominating the industry for so yeah. long, I'm just curious to see how other platforms are adapting and, and kind of changing. And it, it just on the organic side, TikTok is changing everything. Like you said, we're creating TikToks and putting them on other platforms. Yeah. Um, so it really is shifting how we approach these platforms anyways. Um, I'm curious about the organic side as well. Do you find that having those videos on the accounts make a difference or, or are you running ads on accounts that aren't creating a ton of content? Yeah. So sort of two ways, like we do leverage what's called spark ads, where essentially you can work with the influencer to sort of run the ad through their account, which will sort of piggyback a little bit up on what you mentioned earlier about how to develop the creative. The one thing that's really cool about TikTok is you can actually use what's called creator marketplace to work directly with creators to develop the content. Um, and then you sort of negotiate directly with them, like, you know, I'll pay you a hundred, 200, sometimes more for, you know, videos, of course, when you're working with someone who has a lot of influence, but that'll sort of tie that all together is you're, you don't necessarily have to work with this mega influencer or something like that, or type of influencer in order to get the content. Um, because then you can then acquire that content from them. You know, if you're using sort of this winning ad formula framework, best practices, you know, you're working directly with them to give them the script, you know, you're sending them the product, they're doing like an unboxing or testimonial type review video for you, following, you know, some of these music trends, you know, editing trends, things like that. And then you just simply have the ability to upload that as a video, just like we're all used to. Now to the organic side, what I would say is when this is kind of like old school, I almost remember this conversation when it was like, Google paid search and Google organic, which one should you do? Yeah. Like, I don't even, that's probably like 2010, 2011, like conversation. <laughs> that's kind of where I see TikTok at right now is that like, there's so much leverage when you can combine the paid and the organic together because the virality of these videos on TikTok right now is just insane, right? Like the organic reach is just 
completely unmatched from any other paid social platform right now. And so like if you're running ads and you've got this organic where like you're getting hundreds of thousands of views on videos, it's absolutely driving sales. And so, you know, that's where working with some of the right, you know, even micro influencers, like we're not even for us when we're developing content for the brands that we work with, you know, we're looking for micro influencers, five, 10, 50,000, you know, they clearly have experience developing content. We can continue to work with them ongoingly. It's way more affordable. Like nobody can afford to pay an influencer 10 grand every time to just produce one video that may or may not work. Right. And the thing with TikTok is like, you need so much content that you need a way of being able to produce a lot of creative in order to leverage the platform. So hopefully that helped tie the two things together a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I do see that with TikTok. Um, it's a little bit of the wild, wild west right now yeah. in that, um, we don't, know exactly what works on the organic side, but we do know producing a lot of engaging content works and we see videos go viral all the time because of that. Um, So to be able to capitalize on that and paid ads is definitely an interesting strategy that I, I hope a lot of people will kind of leverage and try as time goes on. Yeah, absolutely. So when we think about TikTok ads as well, you know, from a from a success point of view, you know, with Facebook, we do have some metrics that we look at. You mm-hmm. know, if I were r- running a webinar funnel, for instance, I'd know I'd want a certain cost per lead. I know I want a certain, you know, conversion on the web page um, and then an attendance rate. Like, do we have some of those industry standard stats going currently or does is it still the wild, wild west out there? Yeah. I mean, you know, for example, like even brands that, you know, have proven offers and things who, you know, might be spending six figures and whatnot on Facebook and everything, like you still have to establish those KPIs on a new channel like TikTok because, you know, it is so new, right? Like not very many brands have data to sort of back up on right now. Um, selfishly, as a marketer, the, the brands that I would feel the best about are ones that do have proven offers who have messaging and, and creatives or assets that are converting and things like that. So if I was a brand who's had success with Google and Facebook and YouTube and all these things, it's a no-brainer to get on TikTok for sure. If I'm someone who's like trying to figure things out, like it's going to be tough. Like just like anything else, it's going to be tough because you don't have anything to base anything on. And so there's a lot of guessing, you know, in the beginning, for sure, you're going to start with best practices and you can lean on experience and all these things. But there's a lot of guesswork, even for experienced marketers and things that would go into that. But yeah, so I would say to do a better job of answering that question, (laughs) would be really establishing KPIs, you know, overall. Um, if I'm a brand that's looking to get on TikTok, hopefully I have, I know what my conversion rates are through paid social, for example, which is not as high intent as Google. So at least I have a benchmark that I can compare to. But I would say generally speaking, you know, we're still looking for two to four percent conversion rates. You know, at least with CPMs, we know that CPMs are lower than Facebook. So if we're able to beat that you know, we definitely have plenty of ad creatives that are, you know, in the one, two and 3% click through rate ranges. So it really just comes down to that mix of developing high intent messaging that helps with sort of leads to the potential for higher conversion rates, you know, on the two to great percent or greater sort of side of it. But if I'm a new brand that I have to establish that for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that you talked about the success on other platforms as well and kind of bringing that to TikTok because that does play a huge role in, in the campaigns. I mean, if you know what works somewhere else, then yeah. kind of tweaking it a little bit for a new platform is a lot easier than starting from scratch. Yeah, absolutely. Are you running TikTok ads for your own company? For our company, we are not. So that probably makes me look bad, <laughs> but, um, we do so well in a, in a variety of ways on um, Facebook and Google and LinkedIn and things like that, that we haven't needed to. If anything, actually, we run Facebook ads to get TikTok clients. <laughs> mm. I know that sounds like counterintuitive, but we haven't really needed to. Like we get, you know, business in so many different ways, referrals. And we also have our done with you coaching program and, and things like that. So it just we haven't really needed to. We've only it's kind of the classic case where I'm sure you get this where the people who manage social media for other people are typically the ones with the mo- worst social media following, right? Cuz they're so focused on running stuff for everyone else. That's sort of like the blessing and the curse is fortunately for someone like myself and our team, we get to test out so many different strategies for so many different types of brands and you know, and that's kind of the cool part. Um, you know, where we, you know, focus on sort of that, you know, direct to consumer sort of approach. Yeah, it, it is a classic. Um, I think the, the phrase is the cobbler's children have no shoes or something yeah, like that, exactly. where as yeah. marketers don't look at our marketing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I always tell people that too, because I'm constantly, t- I test my own stuff way more than I would do a client's. Um, yeah. It makes no sense. Like, don't try to copy what I'm doing. <laughs> it's not like I'm I'm a, a testing ground for sure. Um, so, so what do you see happening next for TikTok? You kind of mentioned that there's a there's a lot of space right now for advertisers. There's you know a lot of potential because you know people aren't taking advantage of ads. Do you see that changing in the near future? Yeah. So, and we're just in the very early stages of this, but um, some advertisers have have gotten access to TikTok shopping ads. I wish that I had like better information for our podcast today, knowing that it won't really launch for a couple of months, but, but um, with TikTok shopping, like that is the next up and coming feature through TikTok. So, you know, we've all run sort of Google ads or You know, we've run dynamic product ads, for example, through Facebook, which is kind of like a shopping style of ad. And so I'm really interested to see how these TikTok shopping ads perform because so many people were used to the behavior of buying through Instagram on tagged products and things like that. So it's so new. Like I literally don't have, I'm the worst source of information for this topic right now, but it's something that we're very keen on testing and things like that. So that aspect for sure. Um, The second aspect is um, really just how many advertisers start migrating budget to to TikTok and really testing out the channel for themselves to see if it can make up for sort of drops in performance or drops in sales that a lot of brands have seen, you know, from Facebook. So I really think over the next year, we're really going to start to see a wave of brands service-based brands and direct-to-consumer brands who are testing out the channel to see if it can be a viable place for them to advertise. Yeah. Um, and kind of on a different note, I'm curious about, you know, the the rules around advertising on TikTok. So Facebook, like you mentioned, has changed a ton of rules yeah. <laughs> recently. 
And as marketers, it's, it's been frustrating experience. Um, you know, we, we have so many more limitations. Um, ultimately it could be better for the end consumer. Uh, it's tough to say. Yeah. But with TikTok, do they have some of the same rules, regulations, and policies in place? Um, or is it more open and flexible? Yeah, if anything, actually, one of the two, one of the main differences with TikTok is um, they're actually a little bit strict, more strict okay. with their sort of compliance, more so on the product type. Um, one category of that, for example, is like we run a lot of traffic for a brand um, that has like a juice cleanse, basically. And um, that sort of product type on TikTok is seen as being fit into the weight loss sort of category. And so the the restrictions on weight loss are very tight. So we've actually had some difficulty getting that live. Um, so some some compliance issues. And, you know, we're working through that. And anybody, you know, is used to experiencing this. The one thing that I would say as the benefit that is different from Facebook, the customer service is 10 times better. Um, <laughs> like we have dedicated agency reps we can actually talk to. We, we get on calls with them. Like they respond to messages. Like they don't just straight out of the blue, like ban your accounts and all these things. Like there are, that's one of the nice parts about being a premium agency partner is that like we have we can get through a lot of compliance loopholes that, you know, if you were able to just launch your own account, you probably wouldn't be able to get some things approved um, because of like the manual review process and things like that. That's one thing that I would say that TikTok has done really well. I can deal with the like not wanting to have certain products on the platform and things like that, or for sake of not wanting, you know, scammy marketing things, I can get down with that. What I can't get down with is not knowing why. Right. And that's one of the biggest things that we've all experienced with Facebook over the last few years. Right. Is like, OK, so you literally banned my account. You shut down my business manager. You shut down my page, my ad account, my all the things. And like I'm not generating revenue. Right. And so, um, you know, we've had our fair share of that over the years. If, if you haven't had a Facebook ad account banned at this point in your career, like, are you even trying? Like, that's the thing. Right. Um. So that's the one nice thing about TikTok is at least they're very much more open with their compliance and they communicate through that process. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, trying to communicate with Facebook can be just challenging. And then even when you do get someone like through Facebook Messenger on their support team, sometimes it feels like you're trying to explain things like you're going backwards in the yeah. explanation process. It's like, yeah, are we talking sure. about the same thing? So that's yeah, good to hear yeah, that their customer sure. services um, like works with their consumer as well. Okay. So as we wrap up our conversation today, I know that you have a program that you, you offer to people who really need the support with TikTok advertising. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So we have Creative Testing Mastery, which is a one-on-one um, done with you program where we train um, media buyers or in-house marketers on how to become elite with their approach to paid social ads. Um, I'm super passionate about this because I love working directly with marketers. They're kind of like my people where we can talk all of our nerdy marketing stuff together. So Creative Testing Masterclass, you know, is for anyone who's really looking for refinement of their skills. Uh, someone who is somewhat experienced with ads and wants to go deeper into an elite or mastery level with their media buying skills. 
So you can check that out at creativetestingmastery.com. And we really focus on core concepts around messaging and creative to get more success out of the platforms. We teach different testing frameworks and methodologies. And my personal philosophy, which is add variable isolation, which is a very scientific approach to how to test. And we've had a lot of success with that. So I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to mention that. Yeah. And I know we have a lot of marketers listening to this. Now's the time to impress your in-house team or bring it yeah. into your agency. Um, so I'll put a link to that in the show notes. That's at onlinedrea.com slash 208. Um, you can find all of our links at that link as well. Will, where else can people connect with you online? Yeah, of course. I'd love to connect with you guys on Facebook or on LinkedIn. You know, if you just do a, a simple search for me, you know, Will Perry on LinkedIn, you know, always posting content, you know, sharing different tips and, and strategies, you know, that we're testing and using with our ad accounts and things like that. Um, you can follow me personally on Facebook or LinkedIn, or, you know, I also have a William Perry Facebook page as well um, that you can follow at as well for more great info. Awesome. And I'll put all of those links in the show notes again, onlinedrea.com slash 208. Well, thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, pleasure. It was great to be with you. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in to another episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. If you like the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us a five-star review. Helps keep us at the top of the marketing charts. We are still at the top on Apple Podcasts, uh, both in the U.S. and Canada, and now in the U.K., Australia, and New Zealand. And that's all thanks to your support. Um, next week, I have Audrey Kwan coming on the show. We're continuing talking about the world of agencies and servicing our clients, and we're we're going to talk about how to build out the right team on your agency. Uh, Audrey helped me with my team and my business. And I'm really excited to bring her on the show to talk more to you about that. Uh, that will be next week. I'll see you then. Bye for now. Bye.